say he got moved to special housing. mention that from my standpoint getting to talk with you again uh, we spoke at the end of season three in LA and you were very kind to invite me to your backyard and that was right when uh, when that season was ending so that was very fun and now midway through the final season we're getting to talk again so I, I it's a real privilege for me I'm a huge fan of the show and of your work and of Bill Hader and everything so thanks for your time and oh of course thanks Charles thanks for the nice words so there's a lot of discussion during times like this of how to tie things up um, as a writer, as a director of the show, and how to reach character and story resolution when you're kind of coming down to these final few episodes. Do you find that as a composer, you're looking for a resolution or a peak or a conclusiveness to your music in that same way as you come down to the end of a show? No, it really is always just... I mean, you know, TV's new for me. This is wrapping up a show after six years was totally a new thing for me. It's really like on film, I'm usually on it for three months and then I'm out. And that's just a quick, intense process. So this is six years I've been on this. So it's wild. Um, so no, I've been talking so, to Bill so much about the, you know, got the scripts before the season about just the ideas for in, how how to end it, how he's thinking about all the characters. And so I'll often, you know, I think there's only really a few of us that have been working on the show since the beginning. And so often we're just talking as a, as a collaborator on the show. We're not even really strictly talking music. But, of course, all those conversations completely lead into my how I'm approaching the music. But in terms of resolution of the music, uh, like wrapping up some themes, definitely not, uh, honestly, because... The way that the tone of the show has really gotten so much more focused with every single season, and as Bill's directing, as he's just gotten to be more more confident in his direction and his vision of the show, it's funny to listen back to like my music from the first couple seasons. Like there's like accordion and ukulele and like stuff that would never fit into the tone of the show now. <laughs> so, um, so no, it's just really just one more, one more streamlining the music into this really focused economical thing really is what the season has been um i don't know if you've noticed there's one piece of music that just keeps getting variations of it throughout and that was what a lot of what bill did talk about before before i really got started just about thinking like this, there needs to be just some momentum that kind of runs from 
one character to another that kind of isn't like any that more of the theme of the season versus like any character theme or anything. Yeah, it reminded me tempo-wise of of the Sally on the Move cue oh, at the beginning yeah, we, of season three. He he referenced that when talking about how right. to do this. Yeah, that sixteenth note kind of. Um, and how do you take a theme like that that you're using over and over again and give it a little bit of a twist or give it a little bit of variation, like? From, from a hands-on perspective, what are the ways that, that you do that? You take a core theme that is really the focal point of the music and just kind of tweak it every time it shows up in a new scene. Mm. I mean, with this particular theme, I would give alts sometimes, and but often Bill was like, I think I like it, just the, the original. He really just, often just wanted to really keep keep going back to that um sometimes it was just about tailoring there's like some cello swells in it and it was about sometimes just tailoring those more to picture but quite often he really and again i think there's just one more aspect of really get making this whole season so much just even more economical and pointed was just like he was completely fine sometimes just running this theme as it was um for each each episode without a whole lot of change mm-hmm. however as you see as you'll see later there is a there is a there's a way more intense version of this thing that comes okay. back in later. Yeah. That's different instrumentation. That so that's the, that kicks it up a notch. Totally different instrumentation. And it's, but it, it, it has like a cello, staccato cello replaced what, what is currently the kind of boom, 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 boom. It's just a synth, synth arpeggio that make it like a, this visceral kind of staccato cello line. It just makes it a lot more intense. So. And, and we thought we would see that earlier in the season. In fact, I wrote it for episode four. And then once he got in there, he was like, this is feels like too much. Because, um, you know, that, that, that main theme we're talking about is very present in episode four. And so he at first tried this more intense one. He was like, oh, this is too, this is feels like too intense where's it for where we're at. So just went back, went back to the, the original one and saved this one for later. But it gives you some space to kind of ramp things up, right? It gives you some yeah. runway. There's, there's, yeah, there's a lot. There's, yeah. But there is, you know, and then there, I think even in this episode, when it comes back to that theme and it's Moss, this episode meaning number four, when it's Moss like in his car outside the Dave and Busters, I ramp it up there. I put like a, a much more heavy synth, like Moog synth line to just make it, to, to help it become a little more intense through the, through the episode. But yes, still leaving a lot more room for it to develop even more through this season. Well, other themes, I mean, that theme obviously is very prominent, the main theme. And there are themes that have fallen away or not returned is probably a better way to put it. Um, like there's one in particular that I remember in the beginning, uh, I think it was the pilot where it, it reminded me a little bit of Tangerine Dream in the beginning of um, oh, yeah. Risky Business. Yeah. I think it was the stakeout. Yep. And yeah, that's, I, I, was just, that, I just listened to that the other day because I was getting together some score and yeah, that, that feels like it still could be potentially in the current Barry universe, but 
still something different about it. I mean, like, like the, the main Barry theme from episode one, the piano, the bum, 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 dun, 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 that came back in episode in season two, and I don't know if we used it in season three at all. But this season, there would be nowhere for that to go. There's just this season is just we we're just not there anymore. Barry is in a, <laughs> Barry is that's the melancholy Barry theme, and Barry's just. Way more fucked up now. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That ain't gonna that ain't gonna do the job anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I I hear you. It's like the Sally's theme and those other kind of melancholic piano mm-hmm. themes, like Gene and Leo and Post Play. Mm-hmm. He saved my life. Those kinds of things. Really, I feel like that that's kind of the heartbeat and the pulse and the blood of the show in a way. Um, but you're right. A little too reflective and melancholic and and emotional for the tenor of what's going on during during this season Everything here is just so much, a lot more real. I mean, I know that just from talking to Bill, just about his, just kind of touchstones for this season is he really was thinking of like a lot of more like Euro art house kind of. Oh, okay. Uh, influences just in the way he wanted to shoot it and the way he wanted it to feel, and uh, mm-hmm. and so again, I think that's why the music is really more like psychological and. Uh, there's it's not conveying a lot of traditional feeling honestly this season i imagine by this season after the whole course of the four one of the things you've begun to anticipate are kind of the pockets that bill and alec uh would want music and even the tone they want they might want that music in any given spot have you come to really just start to know what they're looking for without them even telling you to a degree. I mean, that's the great thing about working with someone for a while and why, why your directors all more often than not having the same composer. They keep going back. This is like with Jeff Nichols and David Gordon Green. Like with Jeff, did Take Shelter, did Mud. Had a really hard time on Mud kind of translating his vision. Like it took us a long time to get going. And uh, it was the same thing when starting Barry. But that's because Bill was still really trying to figure out the tone himself. Um, and But... With Jeff, by the time we got to loving my fourth movie with him, it was just like easy breezy, just boom, boom, boom. Um, and it's just that's just a matter of yeah, knowing. And so yeah, I think that happened a lot with this. I think we we got there more and more than with this season, and especially with Bill directing every episode. There's a real consistency of vision, and he was just just able to 
you know, this was his first time directing was this show. So he's learned how to talk to everybody about how to do this and feels like everyone's very much knows what knows what we're doing here. What do you take away from working with Bill Hader that reveals his philosophy of film and television music on the whole? Like over four seasons, what would you say kind of the understanding of his appreciation of music and where it fits in these kinds of shows? That's an interesting question. Um, Because he seems to be all about function and purpose uh, and, and, and not embellishing and not... And manipulating audience into feeling something. He's really extremely. just a very utilitarian. Yeah. To the point where there's not as much music. Every season there's less and less music. Mm-hmm. I think as he's distilling his vision more and more, realizing the mu- movies that he loves, he's like, oh, I can... I started out with this HBO, like, still basically a comedy, and, like, I can put my love of, you know, Antonioni in here now. <laughs> like, there's just stuff that never seemed, like, really that possible um and same as like like coen brothers is i think a big still a big touchstone for him and you know and for me i some of my favorite movies some of my very favorite movies have no score no country dog day afternoon um like uh the passenger speaking of antonioni there's very little score um and so i think yeah when he talks about music to me for a scene it really is very much in terms of like the visceral feeling to convey to the audience. And I know that sounds very vague. Um, so I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but it's not, yeah, it's not about trying to make the scene function better in a particular way through the music, as much as the music should just feel like if the scene is, I see, I keep, I keep wanting to talk about the later episodes because that's what I've just finished, but I can't do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can't do that yet. The, right. You have to think back to the, just like, well, like for episode four, where that one theme keeps coming back into play. He's just talking about it like, just think of this as like the heartbeat of these characters. It's like, they don't know where Barry is. There's this either back burner or front burner anxiety going on for everyone. Like, what the fuck is happening? And as you see at the end of the episode, that is like a turning point for everyone. That entire episode is a huge turning point for everyone. That's why it jumps forward. And so... He just wanted the music, yeah, just to basically feel like things are moving along in a very consistent, intense way for everybody. And he wanted the music to tie the characters together. So it's maybe not just about how it fits into this show in particular and this story, but just his overall feeling of the presence of music in story. I would be surprised to see Bill make anything that uses score in a in a traditionally like emotional score way. Yeah. Yeah, I would be surprised. I don't think, I think his, he has really kind of refined this pretty stark visual language language that I think music has to play along with that. And I don't think music is ever going to be super demonstrative. Maybe I'm wrong. I just, from really seeing and from talking to him about movies and seeing what his, what his goals are um, as a filmmaker, I think this is kind of, this is his level. Yeah. Yeah.
because I know he's he's he said he's said in some interviews that he is. Uh, so I don't mind saying it because he's talked about in interviews that he has a couple of scripts that he's written mm-hmm. and um, and talking to him about them. That seems like the kind of that's that's what Bill's kind of gravitated towards. This really controlled camera, really controlled direction of camera mo- movements amidst crazy shit. Whether it's comedy, whether it's hilarious Looney Tunes type shit, or whether it's extreme violence, the camera really being in extreme control. And I don't know to have super demonstrative music going with like such like this kind of very not passive but a very like it's like the kind of Kubrickian right way of visual language of the camera just being this kind of robotic agent of <laughs> agent of control and patience like everything is kind of held back everything's restrained except for the action on screen is not restrained that's what's so fascinating about it and the acting's not always restrained so basically i i see it as this tenuous interplay between comedy and disturbing kind of crushing drama and um you don't you don't score the comedy uh, or very rarely in this show. And that's been and the case since season one. Yeah, we've, that was always right. something from the beginning. Like, we're not going to score the comedy. And so you're only left to score these kind of moments of buildup and tension and drama. And a lot of those, it seems like what you're saying is Bill Hader and Alec Berg like to uh, let the tension uh, of that build up in the negative space, in, the, in what's quiet and what's in between what's said and what's an expression well, yeah, I think I provide the dread and the, the, when it really wants to amp up, like the dread is now here or like we are, this is more than just a little bit. The, the characters are really starting to feel the grind, starting to really feel crushed beneath the weight of all this. It's, it's to emphasize and to give some, you know, like always help with the pacing. Just like, okay, we're, we're moving into the next thing. Shit's starting to get real. Feel that pace feel your heart race a little bit like here we go Yeah, I don't want to. I, I, I guess I don't want to discredit my contributions too much here. <laughs> Sam just, um, yeah, it's still very much like it, when he wants the music. There is very much with intention, and I understand. Yeah, I mean, often yeah, and with Barry for his character, just to reflect his interior of just so now. Now his interior, whenever there's music to reflect him, is just generally like ugly and rumbly and bleak, and yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that's where he is. Yeah. So in just technique wise, you have to be economical and you have to be concise. Um, the intuitive thought for me would be that you're not really learning a lot about your own technique process through cues like that, but I could be very wrong about that. And I'm w- wondering what, what your t- overall takeaway is. And technique wise, do you take this as a learning experience that you will bring to other projects? Oh, always. I mean, for me at this point, what I'm still learning, will always still be learning, is how to, the puzzle pieces of figuring out the puzzle of 
uh, translating a filmmaker's vision and fitting in with their visual language in a way that they the way that they direct actors and all that. And so every time, like even if I'm, you know, I just watched um, the new Kelly Reichardt movie last night showing up and there's hardly any score. Loved it so much. Oh my Lord. I like all her movies, but this might be my favorite, but just that little senti thing that opens it up and ends it. I was like, I want to do a score like this. I just want to do a score. that's <laughs> one arpeggiated scent line. It's awesome. That's so cool. Um, the tech, yeah, musically, I guess. Sure, you could say, like, oh, you're not developing any stylistic uh, skills with uh, doing one arpeggiated, but as a composer, trying to match the vision of the movie or shaping the mood of a movie, it's it's always something you can take away. Like having, a, you know, you have an aha moment every time you're scoring something. Be like, oh my god, that works. So yeah, every time you work with someone, especially someone smart who's making something you admire, I think I think working on the show has really changed the way that I view scoring. I think it's made me the last few projects I've had since working on Barry. I think it's really honed my instincts of taking stuff out, just pulling stuff out that's not necessary. And I don't think it's a coincidence that I, more often than not, now I'm nailing stuff on a first pass for a director than I used to, or used to always. Wow. Usually, usually took a few times. No matter with who I was working with, and it's just I, I do I do think I've kind of it's helped me really boil stuff down to the essentials. Working on the show, I really think has. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, that's that's a really great takeaway. Is there anything at this stage? I mean, I know it's not quite over yet, but have you done? Have you finished your music? Yeah, we're done. Do you- we had our we had our last mix on Friday. It was very. It's like the definition of bittersweet. Couldn't believe it. I had a, like a yeah. post a post rap party, and some of the cast came out, and the former editors who I really loved came, and it was a real family affair. It was be- it was great. It was a very that's amazing. Night. I mean, yeah, it seems like a really special show to have worked on, and the the people involved all seem very close. It's another mm-hmm. example of that. Um, but I mean, is there something that that you'd like to comment on in closing about your experience with this show or something that occurred to you maybe towards the end that, that, that you'd like to remark on or. I mean, technically and just what it's done for me as a composer, I feel like I just stated pretty well. Um, but in terms of me, I mean, it totally changed my life. Just getting to my first TV show after working on movies for 20 years is in my opinion, one of the best shows of this generation, which is just wild. I feel like an ins- insanely, just a lot of gratitude. Very lucky. Um, a, a, a fun takeaway that I've told other people is ask me how I got this to be in my first TV. When they were looking at composers, Bill really loved George Washington and All the Real Girls, first two movies I ever worked on with David Green, which I got paid. Not, we all did George Washington for free. And then All the Real Girls was a very, very minuscule budget. But it's just like a good way to show like you work on quality stuff. Everything will pay off 
eventually. Not that those shows, I mean, both of those movies paid off. My career wouldn't have started without them. They were very highly regarded films. But like then this, the show that really started, I moved to LA and I was working on Barry within the week I moved here. And, and, uh, and it certainly has kind of changed my life getting to work on something like this. And that was all due just to the fact that Bill's a movie nerd and really loved these movies I did when I, when I was 25 years old. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and just, just that I was really surprised by how, like how emotional it made me like the last couple of weeks working on the last couple of episodes. I was like, I can't believe we're finishing this. This is insane. Like, like I thought I had Barry forever. I can't believe we're done. Here. <laughs> it was just, yeah, just getting to work on something this, that you, and you really, and I think everyone, I would go to mix and you could just feel like the sense of everyone like kind of taking stock. I'm like, wow, we have really gotten to work on something special together. This is yeah, really cool. And also, wow. What a what a drag that we're that we're gonna be we can, we don't get anymore. But also totally into it. We love how he's ending it. We know it's a good time for an end. Um, so right. That's why it's the definition right. of it. Really is bittersweet. It's like we know this is the time to end. Way to go! Damn, we're gonna miss this. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that for sure. Yeah. Well, it seems like this is the be- maybe even the beginning of a directing career for Bill Hader, oh, and it sounds absolutely. like he might move into features uh hopefully this yeah and mm-hmm. um i hope to see you along for those rides as well that would be incredible i think you have a great connection with him hey you and me both yeah put in a good word for me if you ever talked <laughs> <laughs> thanks again david it's been it's been a real blast thanks charles i appreciate it Thank you.